Welcome to Sonoma Ashram's podcast, Sunday Satsang with Babaji. With great love and respect in my heart, I welcome you to this beautiful Sunday morning. So this is the week of Guru Purnima. Usually people gather on Guru Purnima, go to the ashram and have darshan with their guru. In this pandemic, it will have to just take a different form, I suppose. The question is, who is the guru? The truth is, you are the guru. Have darshan of the Guru and Guru Purnima day. The word Guru means that which is grand. In Hindi, there is a word Guru and Laghu. Laghu means small, Guru means grand. So, We have a small self and we have a higher self, bigger self. We all hear the word, my higher self. What does that really mean? My divine self, my higher self. my guru self. When I am going beyond my small self, small self is the one that's caught up in my story, day-to-day mundane existence, the struggles, the dramas that we create, our interactions with those around us, pleasant, unpleasant, our fears, our aspirations. The Guru Self is beyond these, which is totally focused on the evolution of my soul. The Guru Self is the one that tells us, oh, it's not a big, big thing. Let it go. Guru Self is the one that tells us, nothing is worth losing my peace of mind. The Guru Self is the one that suggests us to 
not get caught up with small things. The image that's coming to my mind, you're taking two dogs on a, for a walk. There is a little one, just jumping all around, running all around, sniffing everything, stopping everywhere, barking at everything. And the bigger dog is just going straight in a steady space without getting excited, without getting um, drawn on anything, just walking steadily, taking you towards your walk, on your walk. We have both dogs. the small one and the big one. And this is life. Let the small one play and sniff and stick and run around, but do not get all caught up with the small one. Keep, keep your hand, keep your leash, Keep walking with a bigger dog on a steady space. The little one will come around. Even if it's stuck somewhere, it will catch up with you. So don't worry of um, losing it. So I have people come, Babaji, if I really go into my spiritual practice, I'm afraid of losing everything I have. What do you have? that is worth keeping. It is said, your spiritual journey begins the day you establish a relationship, the day you enter in a guru-disciple relationship. Entering in the guru-disciple relationship means I'm committing to my higher self. I am giving myself permission to listen to the guru. Guru will always point us towards winning proposition. My mundane mind will get caught up, will say, yes, but Guru always takes us beyond yes, but. Whenever I begin to talk about the guru, 
my time with uh, Sarkar Baba, with my guru, just keeps passing in front of my mind. And I used to be so full of myself in those days. And when I entered in that relationship with the guru, first I had to learn how to listen to someone without thinking of my own agendas. Sometimes we listen to somebody and we are always thinking about what I'm going to say or how I'm going to react, how I'm going to respond. I had to learn how to listen with, without thinking what I'm going to say. It was a new way to be for me, to have someone in my life that I could just really listen to and not react. The little dog in me was always a little reactive. But then another one just kept pushing it down. I remember when first time I went to help out Baba in New York City. Here I was a businessman and I knew everything about the affairs and Baba was laying in the hospital and he said, oh, we don't have a place to stay here. You see that church right from his hospital room? He said, do you see that church? Why don't you go and ask them if they would give us a place to stay. It was in New York City in Brookdale area. First thing that I came to my mind, this is not India. In India, you go to a temple and ask them to give you a place to stay because it's a new place and you don't have any resources. So they give you a little corner, you can stay there. So in my mind, I thought, okay, Baba is saying that, but I live in this country and I know how things work. I will go to a real estate office instead of going and knocking on the door of the church. So I went to the real estate and talked to them and also walked the neighborhood, walked the neighborhood looking for any, uh, for rent signs. One day passed, Two days passed, third day, Baba had not asked me if I had found one place. But this other Indian man who was there, who had come with Baba from India, he said, what did Baba really tell you? So I looked at my, our whole conversation, but for in my mind, Baba had told me to find a place. But actually when he asked me, what did Baba tell you? 
I said, he told me to go to the church. He said, if I were you, I will go to the church. So, okay, let's go. We went there. I knocked on the church and a lady opened the door and listening to our story that there is a holy man from India who has come here for treatment with a couple of his students and there is no place for us to stay near the hospital. We have a place but it's hour and a half away from here. The lady said, had you come here three days ago, we could have given you an apartment. We just gave it to someone in exchange for watering the gardens and taking care of the facility. That was my lesson number one. Of course, and then next day, the, this real estate lady found us a one room, one bedroom apartment. And within a week on the down, um, on the bottom floor of that, uh, opened a church, a church from Haiti, uh, Haitian church. And they were all singing and dancing and drumming all night long. And Baba was very happy. Oh, I live in a church here. He will tell to people in India. Anyway, that was a story that how do we listen? When we are listening to someone who we have given that place in our life, It has to be heard from a place of not what I know, not what my agenda is, not what, how I'm going to defend myself. Can we listen from that place? Sometimes the Guru within speaks to us too. Can we listen to that voice from within? listening to that voice that sets us free or mind has many reactions, many hesitations, many objections. We are very fortunate, we are very blessed if we are able to listen to the voice of the Guru within. Guru is not a person. Guru is the seat. Guru is that presence. In India, for example, um, you can establish that Guru Peet, that seat of the Guru in anything, in anyone, not only even in human. You can establish that seat of the guru, a mountain, a river, a tree, a monkey, an elephant, whatever, you just name it. In uh, the whole purpose of the guru, establishing the guru peat is somewhere where I can go and bow. So 
somewhere where I can go and empty myself to receive. So it's more about establishing the Guru Pete, the seat of the Guru. What is it in my life in whose presence I can be an empty vessel? If I can be an empty vessel, all that is all around us is ready to be fills us up. That which we are seeking is all around us, but we are so full that there is no place for the new to come in. So this occasion of Guru Purnima, the full moon and the Guru is really a symbol of that. So maybe this week we sit with that question, what is it in my life? What, what kind of presence is in my life that when I am face to face with, I can be totally an empty vessel? It is celebrated, Guru Purnima is celebrated on the full moon. Purnima, Purnima is the full moon. If you look at the moon, moon has no light of its own. It's the light of the sun that's illuminating the moon. All the, when the moon aligns itself in such a way that the full light of the sun illuminates it, it's the full moon. It's so symbolic. The disciple aligns the self in such a way that all the light of the sun can come and illuminate it. So full moon, Purnima is the celebration of that alignment. What are the messages coming to me when I'm trying to listen to my guru self? And what is my hesitation to align myself to those messages? And this is something for us to ponder. It's a little harder to listen to my ourself because we don't trust ourselves. We um, have hesitations and we have, we justify things. So it's a little easier to listen to someone that we have a little respect for. And that is the role of the guru in a person. You have, you know something, you go to Babaji, who you have, you think Babaji is your guru. Babaji will say the same thing that you already knew. Babaji hasn't said anything new. It's already, you already knew that what he says, but it has a little more impact on you because it's coming from a, uh, another source that you have respect for. And that's how it works. 
guru in a person is the symbol of the guru that resides in you. Just like we have a picture in our room of somebody, the picture is not them, but looking at that picture reminds me of that presence in my life. Same thing, the guru in a person is just a reminder of the guru that is already in you. So, there is a saying that drink the tea, don't just worship the kettle. I really like that saying, drink the tea. Why are you worshiping the kettle? But in India, for example, you'll see on the Guru Purnima day, there could be two mile, three mile line, long lines and people standing there just to get a glimpse of the Guru in person. But the Guru is happy if you just lift the teachings. If you are happy, Guru is very happy. Guru just wants to see you happy. Living with Baba was not like I just got one example and then I was straight, no. I, it kept getting the lessons. I thought I was listening, but I was not listening. After I told you the one story, that there are, there are many other stories I could go on telling you. So it's very important to have a little patience with yourself. You think you got it, you think you are living it, yet sometimes slips happen. The only way to move forward is just patience. You catch yourself, you stand up, try again. Living in, um, it's very hard to live with the guru all the time. Very hard. So, because you are always on the front burner, you are being watched constantly. And um, But it's surely a very fast way to accelerate the, the process. Living with Baba, for example, for me, as I look back on those days when I was living with him in New York City, 24 hour of my time, my attention was on his needs. And that in itself became a sadhana for me to always have that thing on your mind. There was nothing more, whatever came, whatever needed to pay attention to, quickly 
I did whatever I could and then detached myself because there was something bigger waiting for me. In those days, I didn't look at it as a sadhana, but as I look back on those days, those moments were the moment of sadhana for me. Right in New York City, dealing with the hospitals and the people and the this and that. And if you look at a spiritual book, you know, sadhana means I have to sit in a cave and I have to meditate and I have to do this and I have to go on this pilgrimage. No. Our sadhana can be anywhere. In our own home. With and around those that we think are the obstacle in my spiritual growth. The spiritual practice in this day and age can be done right in your home. Keeping your mind totally focused on the guru. The guru means your own higher self, the best you can be, the best human being you can be. Keep your mind focused on that and then relate to everybody with that awareness. That is your sadhana. Many people come to me, you know, they don't have, they got some scuffle happening in the family, some struggle happening in the family. Then they want to run away and just devote their life to an ashram and live in an ashram. No, no matter where you go, there you are. So it's about keeping our focus on our highest that I can be. And if any of my mind stuff is coming, my ego is coming and we have to look at that and sacrifice that on the altar of the Guru. If we live that way, our sadhana does not need to be done on a cremation grounds and other kinds of places. It can be done right there where I am. And <clears throat> it's very accessible. What we need is in Kali Yuga, the most important thing is satsang, being in the company of those who can keep reminding me of that. And how lucky we are that you are sitting right in your home and you are listening to these words from the comfort of your own home. The Divine Mother has come in the form of this technology that you can be in good company right from your comfort zone. And In my thinking, this is the best time for sadhana. Right from our home, right? May our home be our um, place of sadhana. Don't need to go anywhere. Guru is within you. And the guru outside, someone like Bhavaji, can keep reaching you. You're right in your home and in this form of satsang. 
So this week is the week to look at yourself, for each one of us to look at ourselves, look at how am I living, what am I devoted to, am I devoted to my highest that I could be, and that is the devotion to the Guru. And if I recommit my devotion to my highest self, my Guru self, may I make some sacrifices, may I let go of some things, may I bring something new. And this is the week to assess and evaluate and let go of something or bring something new. That is the best Guru Purnima we could celebrate. Anyway, I just wanted to uh, say hi and share what was on my mind. There were lots of things on my mind, but something came out and I'm still here. I'll be with you. Please say hi to each other and check in. And if you have any questions or anything, I'm here. Thank you. <laughs>